want it all. Life for the famous, rich beyond my wildest dreams. I'm so shameless. Promised I wouldn't let it go once I grabbed it. But now I want more, and I'ma have it. Hey, what's up? Lock em up, Hoops Podcast. I'm Realistic Randy with Mastermind and Bullberry. Talk all things NBA from the West Coast, East Coast. I'm out in the Bay Area. You guys are out in Boston, but we get things done anyway. We're going to start this off with Steph Curry because how could we not? He's back after Bullberry said that he's finished. He's done. Down for the count. One, two, three. You know, just wrestling, whatever you want to call it. Bullberry, Steph Curry's back now. How do you explain yourself, man? Well, there's not much really to explain besides uh, just saying that I'm sorry and I was completely wrong and that, um, you know, he dropped 40 with a triple piece with Nugget. So I can't really be like, you know, I can't say too much being like he's done because he's clearly back. I mean, I was even expecting him to be a little rusty, but um, he definitely wasn't rusty. I mean, he, you know, obviously he missed his first few shots and it took him until what I believe the third quarter was it to really get hot. Really? It was really fourth. It was like towards the end of the fourth. Yeah. Yeah, right, 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 right. Well, yeah, you know, because I, unfortunately, as the last performance where you hit that half-court shot against the Thunder, I fell asleep to that in this one as well. Oh. So it's just something I have not been able to enjoy unless I watch it on a replay on NBA TV. But, I mean, hey, I still saw it, but it's not the same when it's live. But oh. uh, definitely, yeah. definitely feeling a little salty about it. Um, you know, I'm sitting here eating my words like the fat kid from Matilda, you know, just eating and eating and eating it because, you know, the whole time, me and Realistic Randy been back and forth like, he's done, man. He's done. He's like, what are you talking about? This is definitely just a setup. And damn, the man was right. And I can't say anything else besides that, you know, he's the MVP for a reason. He had a great performance, and he's coming. And it's about to be real spooky out in the league and for the playoffs for, uh, you know, the next round and on. So and they play tonight. So that's really all I have to say on Steph Curry's performance the other night. <laughs> and as far as him having the MVP award and people complaining about it, like T Mac, first round dude, talking about he's watered down and he's a he's just a shooter and etc. I just find that absurd that people are still finding their ways to nitpick and pull out about how this man's not the most valuable player or the best player arguably in the league. I mean, you know, you still have LeBron, I guess second best or whatever, but we're we're seeing a change of a you know a change of the throne right now. You know, we've been watching it happen for the past two three years. You know, it's hard for people to you know adjust to change, but that change is definitely soon soon coming and hopefully they get that repeat and i mean honestly the man's ready to play ball i mean i think that was just a precautionary thing now i know i i said that this was him being done and it was similar to kg but it was definitely from how we played the other night precautionary and he's here he's yeah. back well uh <laughs> let me so what it, you mentioned uh t-mac too as far as you know what what he said as far as the league's watered down and that's the you know the only reason or that's i guess the primary reason why he won back-to-back mvps or more so unanimous first ever unanimous mvp uh steph curry uh mastermind let's go to you what what's your take on steph curry you know coming back because i gotta admit i didn't even expect him to come back this quickly you know i like bullberry you said you know you thought he was gonna be rusty and, and everything like that yeah. i thought the same so mastermind what's your take on steph curry being back I mean, him being back is it, great for the NBA. First of all, um, without him, this playoffs, this play, the playoffs was still interesting. But it's it's not the same if Steph's not here. He's the MVP. He's the best player in the league. So him being back makes it good for the fans. It makes it good for um, the NBA and also his team. But um, there's no way I thought he would, you know, come back scoring 40. I mean, not a, he he said it himself. 
there's no way I could have pictured me coming off the bench scoring 40 points a game. It was almost a blessing that um, Sean, Ble- Sean, Sean Livingston <laughs> ended up getting ejected because after that, he, Steve Kerber was like, how are you feeling? He said, I'm feeling great. So he let him play. He let it ride. And, and look what happened. He, he, he did miss his first nine threes. But um, fourth quarter, this, as he went like this, it was time. So <laughs> he, um, he had 17 points in overtime. Uh, he, I think he made like five out of six threes in the fourth and, uh, and uh, overtime. So this guy is just amazing. I mean, I'm almost lost for words of just seeing this guy. I mean, every, every game, I'm just like, how does he make these shots? Like it's, 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 it's hard to, it's hard it's to, incredible. Comprehend. it's hard to comprehend because it's, I've never seen someone shoot like him. He, he made 402 threes this year. Um, I, I don't see that record ever being broken. I don't think he can break that record. Um, so, so tough. 400 threes in, his, in the previous. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he plays in some fourth quarters in the regular season, you never know. That's true. He might have smashed that. That's true, too. That, that's true. <laughs> that, that's that's definitely just, true. That's astronomical. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't see anyone doing things like this. But um, as far as him getting MVP, he, it's, first of all, I'm shocked that he had the. I'm not shocked that he got unanimous. I'm first. I'm shocked that this is the first unanimous um, MVP. Right, like dudes like Jordan and stuff. <laughs> Jordan. I mean, if that's the case, Jordan should have like five. I mean, especially in the '95, '96 when they broke the record. Um, and it was a 72 and 10 record. Uh, I'm surprised that he hadn't had got that. Um, I'm. Other people have arguments that Shaq should have had the unanimous in 2000 and KG. Like <laughs> you know, I I get it, but you know. Uh, Jordan is the only exception for this, but um, outside of that, yeah, definitely. Um, Steph definitely deserved this MVP unanimously. There was no one on his level this year. Um, you can throw me. I'm surprised no one threw a vote to Russell Westbrook because the guy had 18 triple doubles, but I'm glad no one did because Steph um, broke so many records this year. He had, like I've mentioned, 402 threes this year. He um, he was the part of the 50-40-90 club. Um, cool. he led the, he led the league in scoring. He, he jumped his average career high in scoring. Too. So, um, he broke so many records this year. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's definitely deserving, um, of this awards. Uh, I think he's going to get that award tonight too, uh, which I'm definitely trying to stay up for that. Uh, yes, sir. home game too, right? Home game in the article in the Oracle. Yep. Um, as far as these old players still throwing their, their shade at Steph Curry, it's, it's it's kind of disappointing because just let the man live like just let just watch greatness. You're not sure if you'll ever see a guy like him before ever again. So just just accept what he's doing and and we're not in the 1990s and 1980s. Just let him play like he's given what the league is you know with the rules. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's dominating and he's doing it at a really high rate. So just let the guy live and he's not you know throwing these guys shade he let them live and you know so just let him live and and just just accept what he's doing you know let wait mm-hmm. until after he gets this championship um well he'll have the laugh laugh after that so um like the great jay-z said let him be great man exactly just <laughs> let him be great but um that's my take on uh steph curry and you guys both said talked about the playoffs you know how or I, maybe it was just mass i can't remember if it was both of you but uh saying as far as the playoffs now it's just like okay we, you remember, and we'll talk about the Cavs in the in the next segment. But you remember we were talking about, I guess you know, pre-production texting or, or you know, emails, whatnot, just talking about how, you know, wow, all oh, the playoffs, you know, I guess uh, OKC Spurs, you know, we'll see, and we were evaluating in stats and 
oh, these match up in the finals. Let, let me tell you something right now. It's over. It's over. There's no more need. There's no more need to say, oh, let's break down this matchup or this or that because I've always been of the mindset that as long as Steph Curry is healthy and he's available and ready to go, the Warriors are going to repeat uh, as back-to-back champions. So, and and there's nothing else to talk about. Uh, they might. It, it is. Uh, it's over. And I'm glad. I, and I'm glad I saw it too because I didn't <laughs> bold, even. I didn't bold. even. I didn't even expect. Uh, him to come back that quickly. I was watching. Uh, you, you, you guys mentioned he missed his first nine three point shots, but it wasn't like he was just you know just terrible throughout the game. He was getting to the basket still and making, making things suits. happen. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, and if if you guys remember, uh, and everybody out that out there that stayed up to watch his game, um, throughout timeouts and and foul calls and everything like that. You know, some guys they take practice shots, and then the opposing team they'll smack it out the way. Like, no, you need to take your shots during game time. But the Blazers, they were letting Steph Curry do it. He took so many practice shots after timeouts. I was like, oh, this dude, he's just he's just getting his rhythm back, exactly. rhythm back. And I remember after they don't know what doing. <laughs> and I remember he they was <laughs> he was still. Yeah, exactly. I remember he was still missing them in games and missing them throughout timeouts. But he finally made one after a timeout or something like that. I was like, oh, he, he might be back now. And he That's went it. off on a tear. This dude, man, I, I, I'm sorry. I have no. Um, I have no problem saying this. He, this, we might be witnessing uh, Jordan, Jordan 2.0. As far as his impact, we, we, whenever he plays, we have to stop what we're doing and watch. And the oh. fact that whenever he plays, you can do, you can scheme up whatever it is you want. You can say, oh, we're going to throw this at him or throw that. It, it, there is nothing you can you. do to stop this dude. It's over. This dude, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, and the way he plays, he's not, you know, and, and for, we talked about Tracy McGrady and, how, oh, the only reason he got the unanimous MVP, the league's watered down, everything like that. I don't I don't understand what that means. If we think about it in large part, the NBA, by and large, has always been top-heavy, like Tracy McGrady was trying to say. It's always been a superstar league where only a couple of teams are really good and the rest aren't that so great. You know, even going back to the Jordan days or, or whoever, yeah, you had Pistons here, you had – you know, you and Nick's here Jazz to get in the way maybe. a little bit. You had there, you know, yeah. here and there. But by and large, there were, what, five or six teams where you're like, okay, out of these teams, who are you picking? Serious but there's still, thir- yeah. yeah. But then yeah, there's 30 yeah. teams in the league. So it's always been that way. I think, and think about this. Last year. Top 16 for a reason. And after, look, last year after they won the championship, what? Oh, they were lucky. They faced all these injured, you know, teams at point guard position, everything like that. Now the dude's gotten way better than he was last year, and that's saying something. That's I fin- he finished what sixth in uh, most improved player of the year. You know that's that's yeah, ridiculous. Right. So I think it's like the first time in history that's happened too, being an MVP. I, I just don't <laughs> I just don't understand the just the the hate that's going toward this dude. It's like everybody that's it's because he's not six nine and dunking on people dunking like on people. you know, exactly. and I don't get it. Like he's making people look foolish. There's nothing anyone can do. And people are just frustrated, so all they can do is just hate. I'm not saying T-Mac is a a hater or anything like that, but, I mean, what else do you want from him? He's doing the best he can with – what with what he has i mean nothing to, nothing against you know lebron or anything like that i'd watch space jam too if it was steph curry as the lead character that's just me because he's yeah. you know think about space jam it was jordan it was the aura of him and wow you, you know oh my gosh and then it's like lebron you know he's the chosen one and all that stuff but story. curry more is more related to that jordan aspect than anything Especially else right now yeah. yeah and if they wanted to do Did a I, space jam you know with, with lebron they should have did it a few years ago because yeah, Steph is coming up. Yeah, Steph is coming. 
Yeah. He's here. Not question. even coming. Yeah, he's here. <laughs> he's here, yeah. Go ahead. Just to um, piggyback off of, you know, Curry being a sack and Jordan and everything, I'm just going to actually just, you know, take what Charles Barkley was trying to say and just actually say it. That performance was up there with the flu game. It wasn't in the finals. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't Jordan S. It was just a great performance on something that we've seen. We saw what happened. We saw him hurt his knee. And also and, that. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. And that. Remember, LeBron, I'm going to bring LeBron up, but that LeBron James game when he played against the Pistons when he had like 29 consecutive that was points. A, that was That's great, up too. There too. That's that up was, there, yeah. too. That was crazy, too. Yeah. That, was, that was when I was actually yeah. almost becoming a fan of the guy. And that's when the Jordan talks happened. And we're going to lead into that next segment as soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Actually, we're going to talk Cavs right now, or actually not right now. We're going to mm-hmm. take a quick break. Attention, citizens of planet Earth. This is a public service announcement. We have come to tell you that everything that you have been told... Hey, what's up? Lock em Up Hoops Podcast. We're back. We just talked Steph Curry out in the West coming back and uh, saying that he's back in the audience. You know, don't forget about me. Now let's go to the East Coast, the Eastern Conference, where we talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James, Bo Berry's favorite player in the uh, NBA. They've been on a tear, man, since the big three has been together and they've been healthy. They've swept everybody. They're undefeated. Uh, they just swept the Pistons and the Atlanta Hawks in consecutive series in these playoffs. They're presumably going to wait for, at least in my opinion, the Miami Heat. Uh, Mass Smile, let's go to you. What do you make of the Cle- the Cleveland Cavaliers? Has your opinion on them changed at all with the way they've been hitting on, on all cylinders? Actually, it has. It has. Um, at first, I was like, you know, they're definitely going to go to the finals. But now, I, I, I feel if they play the Warriors, that could be a tough one. I'm not going to say. They still got LeBron James on that team. And, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a baller. And then you got Kyrie. Kyrie wasn't there last year. And you've seen what he did in that first game, game um, before he actually went down. So um, Kyrie's going to attack Steph just like Steph's going to attack Kyrie. Kyrie's not going to back down. Um, you got Kevin Love. He's playing pretty well as well. Um, he's, he's he's hitting his threes at a high mark right now. He's shooting over 40% from three, but he's struggling with his twos right now. So um, um, the, the Cavs, Tyron Lue, he's, he's making these guys spread the ball around. Um, at first, I didn't really know what his system would be but now i'm starting to see it these guys are playing faster um they're not a half court team they're 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 a transition team now with lebron running the show being the point and having Kyrie at the two um they're 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 playing small ball they don't use timothy malls golf anymore they're having trishan at their five um jr is basically playing a three right now so um the, the system is definitely working right now um they i think that we've been hearing it all along they're they're they broke the record for um, all th- the most three-pointers in the playoffs so far. Um, there's an asterisk on that because Steph <laughs> wasn't um, <laughs> Steph wasn't playing. So um, that's, that's, that status kind of whatever to me. I just had to bring it up because it is a stat, though. Yeah. Um, it is historic. Uh, it's, it's historic, so you have to bring it up. Uh, as far as I'm not concerned, the, yeah, they swept the Hawks and they swept the Detroit, but these guys – are not even on their level, so that's whatever to me. Um, I expected that to happen. Um, now that I'm watching Miami and Toronto, I kind of feel like they won't sweep them, but they're going to be one of those teams at five. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Miami, Miami's struggling with the Raptors now, and I thought they. I'm I'm kind of disappointed with them right now. Now I know Dwayne Wade is you know tearing it up right now, but he has no help right now. Joe Johnson still hasn't hit a three this series. Stinks. Um, he's, he's playing terrible. <laughs> uh, I saw on Whiteside. We don't know if he's gonna come back. Um, so they're starting to march Stoudemire right now. Um, yeah. Luol Deng is not playing the same way as he did against um the the Charlotte. So. I'm a little nervous with either team, especially if it's the Raptors. They're getting swept by by Cleveland. I'm going to say that right now. There's no way if Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan can't hit a shot, there's no way they're beating this team. So thumb apparently hurts now, too. Exactly. I heard about that, but he's not going to make an excuse, <laughs> but he keeps mentioning it. Right. So. Exactly. So, you uh, know, it is but what it is. Only, but but, but uh, I'm not going to – that's going to be a tough game, a, a series, if it's the Cleveland and Warriors. I'm still going to pick the Warriors. But I don't think that I don't think it's going to be as easy as everybody thinks it will be. Um, you like I said, they still got LeBron on that team. Kyrie is a baller. He's under. He's still under. He's not underrated, but he he's coming too. He's 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 going to be the next big thing as well. I feel like, and um, still young too. He's still young, and um, you know they still do have Kevin Love. He's another solid player that they do have. So I'm interested to see that rematch with the healthy guys there. So um, that that Astrid on the Warriors championship mm-hmm. last year won't be there. So. They beat them this year. I don't want to hear anything yeah. anymore. They got the mm-hmm. roster. So, All three of them. Um, I'm actually trying to fast forward this playoffs just to that championship because I really want to see that matchup. So are uh, the officials. Don't worry. <laughs> Bo Berry, sure. what's, your, what's your take on Cavs? Uh, has your opinion changed on them at all? Uh, My opinion, honestly, has not really changed at all. Like, you know, I'm looking at it from a point where it's like, look who you played. You played the Pistons who don't have any, you know, superstars that are remotely close to LeBron James, Kevin Love, or Kyrie Irving. Then, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all those games were competitive. So I'm just going to put that note there, too, as well. Then you go to the next round, and you're playing the Atlanta Hawks, who we know what the Hawks are, man. And they've been in the same team since for the past 10 years, man. They they just been doing it. Second round, guys. And then also they're like 0-11 versus the Cavaliers, including the sweep here. So crazy. That, that is just something within its own stat alone. Uh, as far as the Cavs, you know, being 11-0 with the big three, I expect that. I expect them to be making this type of run, especially against the teams that they're going against. So, no, sure. my opinion's not my opinion's not changing at all about what Cleveland's doing. My my big my big thing is now is what they're gonna do in the finals because, like you said, Mastermind, <laughs> they're sweeping they're sweeping um the Raptors. I definitely agree with that. Now, when you said about the Heat beat them at five, this all plays out about. If um, Whiteside comes back and stops wearing, like, you know, full leg cast and boots and everything, but his MCL sprain isn't that bad, um, then, you know, Joe Johnson, who is not looking like the Joe Johnson I've ever seen in the playoffs when he used to play against the Celtics and kill us and everything. So I don't know what's going on with him. But hopefully it's just a matchup thing and maybe a serious thing, but we'll see what happens if they advance. Um, And skipping over to just, you know, what the Cavs are doing in general, um, I have to give big props to Tyron Lue. Now, I had a lot of questions for him of what kind of system, as you also mentioned, Mastermind, what kind of system he was going to run, how the offense was going to work, but my main focus was how was he going to utilize Kevin Love because Kevin Love was never really utilized under David Blatt's system, which is the only thing I criticize about his system is that he wouldn't utilize the same way that he's being utilized now. They spread the floor more, as you mentioned, that Tristan Thompson starting at the five, so it makes him a lot more lethal. And honestly, I think looking a little better than Chris Bosh because Chris Bosh was forced into being a stretch four. Kevin Love is a stretch four. So I kind of like what he did with him. And then also um, his quote, I don't know if this really helped towards Kevin Love's, like, you know, game and everything because he has been shooting, I believe, just under 50% from three 
and shooting horrible from two, but he told Kevin Love that he has to play like a bad mother lover, you know, and mm-hmm. you know what he really said. But um, I think, you know, Tyron Lue has to get a lot of respect for what he's doing with this Cavs team, especially Definitely after do. all the distractions and everything in the locker room. And um, also, just on the side, you can check me on this, Mastermind. You're a Laker guy. But um, this is almost reminiscent of uh, when the Lakers made their championship run in, I believe, 2000. 2001. They, 2001, and they lost like two games, maybe, or something like they that lost in the playoffs. One. Game one. one game. To, game one. To, oh, yeah, game one to Philly. Yeah. To AI stepping over Tyron Lewis. Funny. Yeah. Coincidence. Um, <laughs> wow. But. Yeah, um, and then breaking records and everything. I mean, it's Funny it's guy, incredible. Huh? <laughs> it's incredible, but you know, it doesn't change my opinion on the Cavs overall. I mean, I'm more waiting to see when they go out against one of them boys out west. And I mean, and I'm not saying the Thunder at all because the Thunder, Kevin Durant, just <laughs> he can't beat LeBron. That's just a perfect fact. And um, the Spurs, they'll win that game. The refs just got to stop um, you know, <laughs> cheating on home court advantage. But that's another topic. But um, you know. Cavs, opinion hasn't changed. That's my take. Um, let me also say this. I, I'm with you, Bo Barry. My opinion on the Cavs haven't changed at all. And it's not it has not it's nothing against the Cavs either. They're just a product of their own environment. For for everyone out here that's like, oh, and and you know, I'm not a a LeBron, you know, like I'm not this crazy fanatic, like, oh LeBron this, LeBron that. But I will say this in Le, in LeBron's defense. He is an Akron kid. You know, he did grow up over there, he, you know, so he was destined, you know, to be with the Cavs. They drafted him. So, you know, that whole storyline went from there. You know, he wasn't forced mm-hmm. to be picked number one. The Cavs chose him number one. Um, you know, the, the way he left Cleveland, you know, you knew he was going to come back to, you know, Cleveland after Miami and everything like that. But the East is just a terrible, terrible conference. It has been. I was holding on for dear life, hoping that the Toronto Raptors were going to show up and be this team in the Eastern Conference Finals. And and the East is just like this every single year where it's LeBron's team. And it's not even there. It's not LeBron's fault that the rest of the East is just – they're just horrible. They've been horrible for, what, a decade or, or so? You know, it's always LeBron's team. I Way mean, longer than that. <laughs> it's, it's been just – it's just oh, been constant, yeah. constant. And it's not his fault that he's good and everyone else is just terrible and no one else can figure it out. And the, and you you're right, Bullberry. We don't know what this team is really about until they end up going to the NBA Finals against the West, because that's when the real competition is. Think about these playoffs right now: Miami, Toronto. Is it even worth watching anymore? It's just so sloppy. It's so terrible. My TV's off. Hassan <laughs> Hassan Whiteside's hurt. Um, for the Raptors, my God, Valanciunas has been their best player, and Corey Joseph has been their second best player. That's terrible, man. The only guy with a chip. Too. That's terrible, man. Like you, like, and then Miami, you know, every, that's great, it's fantastic. But Chris Bosh, he's out, you know, with the blood clots, and then Hassan Whiteside, he's injured, like I just mentioned. So you know, the the Cavs, they're just going to coast to the NBA Finals again, but they're not going. We're not going to know what this team is really about because as long as you're J.R. Smith. And you're hitting Jays over um, uh, Cal Corver or you know uh, um, uh, who who else who, or um, yeah Kent uh, Contavious Codwell Pope he's he's pretty good he's pretty good you know everything like that but I mean what what we we're not gonna know what this team is about until they get to the NBA Finals it's gonna be like that the re- as long as LeBron James is still there because man we better for everyone out here that's like oh LeBron he's not. We at least better appreciate him on this much level. Once he's gone, who's there for the East? I mean, yeah, Paul George, he's there. 
was about you, to say that. You know, Paul John George. Wall, but the rest of the team, Thomas, they need maybe. they need a team, <laughs> but they but they need a team, and the and and LeBron James teams out east are the only things that's worth a damn. I'm gonna interject. For, it is LeBron James' fault for why this is lopsided because I'm glad you said it. He left to go to Miami with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, so. Yeah, you he had the, Celtics, the balance had, when he did that five years ago. You had, the, you had the Celtics, you know what I mean? But those are the only two teams. But you did have the Dwight Howard that was over there still in the East, too. And then he left again to go to the super team. With then you even had Kyrie. Indiana up and coming, too. And then that got yeah, split up. He's making it lopsided in the East. Um, I'm not saying that he still wouldn't make it to the finals or anything like that. I don't know that. But, I mean, he just keeps jumping ship to these super teams. So it's kind of hard for another team to even come close to beating them. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that is kind of aggravating because I don't see anyone in the East beating them for a long time just because of the, the lopsidedness of his the teams. Lopsided balance. You got a big three. You formed another young big three on top of that. But yeah. is it? it but is it his Broad problem? Right, so look at look at the West. There's like what five five teams every year but in the those, West. But those teams were drafted though together. Yeah, none of those guys ran and jumped ship like LeBron did to go those join other superstars. That's my thing. The only person that remotely remote do that would be Dwight Howard, and that was even you know that was failed in L.A. So, but, but is it? But think about this: the East, the Eastern Conference, they've been terrible for like you said over a decade. They have high draft picks too, you know. So it's like that 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 whole the Eastern Conference is a big joke. And I I get what you're saying. He left. He formed that whole super team. But ba- hey, Boston did the super super team thing first. If we're being real, we traded. With vets, though, remember, with 31, 32, 33-year-old players. That's still, prime, That's still prime years, but... That's prime, but you get three, four years out of that. LeBron's but it's still a super team, though. Like, we, if we're <laughs> being fair, if we're, this, if we're being fair, take take LeBron out of it. Take Forget the fact that LeBron's name is attached to it. If we're just looking at it, okay, forget whether it's trades or free agency. We say, oh, wait a second. Back in, what was it, 2007? Oh, they they put this team together. Oh man, look at this. They they got all these guys still, you know, at the end of their primes, you know, kicking ass. Wow, that's great. And then you got a guy like LeBron, or let's say player X, that says, okay, wow, look at that. You know, everyone's embracing that. Well, hell, I want to form my own team or everything like we. I don't think we putting it all on LeBron's shoulders is. I can't do. Nobody that. else did that. I, Nobody else I, did that. But then a the year because you I understand. I understand he couldn't beat the Celtics, but he couldn't even beat the Magic's when he had Dwight Howard in that 2009 series. So only you know and that was mean? his so, first buzzer beater in his career that so, year. I well, you know he had one before that too. But so there's a there's a few teams. If it was a LeBron. little bit balanced, I think it would be more competition regardless. Because he forced everybody yeah. else. He forced every other superstar that was out east to really jump ship as well. That's why Dwight Howard was like, oh my god, I want to leave and go to LA and play with Kobe, right, so. but not really. Then right. like. You, know, you sure it had nothing there? to do with the fact that, if, okay, take Orlando, for instance, when they went up against the Lakers. They had no chance against the Lakers. But, but they had no they chance. And they went to the finals, LeBron, too, and they beat LeBron. They beat the best player in the East. LeBron. He, got, so, I mean, he got the MVP that year, too. So. And, and then they beat the Celtics, too. I was going to bring that up, too. They beat the I Celtics. forgot they beat the Celtics, too. Okay, yeah, okay so. but, but as far as LeBron is concerned, you're talking about you, – you, don't think – forget about the Cavs now with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. That LeBron James team that the Orlando Magic beat, who was who, who was it? Mo Williams, best team in the league. Anderson Barzal, best team in the East, man. That, 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 I, everybody back. always like to say that. I'd be like, oh, look who's on his team. You can't say look who's on his team. He won 66, 60 plus games. You, know, you knew there was no way in hell. There was no way in hell they were going to win a championship at all 
with those players around LeBron James. So that's an excuse to run. That's not. That's not. That's not like you know. Bring it out, that's man. not an excuse to run, man. Kobe never ran. I don't. Kobe's playing with. Chris I don't. Mems and Smush Parkers and stuff like that. Yeah, so and like, then Phil Jackson oh. came back, and then they got what? Paul Gasol, Andrew Bynum. And you know oh, everybody yeah, like that, right? Lamar Odom, you know. But I don't know. <laughs> I just, just that one I just can't. Powell's not a super guy. So. We can't. <laughs> he's a b- big upgrade over Kwame Brown. We'll say that. Okay. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, <laughs> Kwame I can't, Brown. I just can't because look, man, look, man. That there was no way in hell they were going to win anything with that team. That that's unfair, at least in my eyes, to say. Well, we can't say that because of this or that. If I I don't like the way LeBron left Cleveland, the you know the what? first time. But I don't like the way he left Miami either. <laughs> if you're a Miami fan and you're seriously still pissed off about LeBron James, what are you talking about? What are you? You're Dude, just mad for no reason. He you got two championships with him. What the hell are you complaining about burning jerseys? He did the same thing stuff? he did in Cleveland, man. This dude want to be like, oh, let me shut down a whole website for a day. But I'm not. I'm not making free agency a big deal. That's what he does. He does things like that. Let me ask you, 2.0. Paul Barry. Let me ask you something. Let me. Let me ask you something, man. <laughs> Can LeBron James win at anything in in your eyes? Because this, eyes, if he no. brushes his teeth thirty seconds longer than you would, you're like, oh, oh, this is MVP. This isn't leadership material. What's your deal with LeBron James, man? I'm not even the biggest LeBron James <laughs> fan. It. But I try. It's because he left it's, twice. He's doing. He left twice, bro. Yeah, he left twice. He's set. He's shutting like down. He's doing TV like specials. You know what I'm saying? He's doing TV specials. Doing he did it the like, one time when he left he's Cleveland. Doing, he shut the down one time. Websites. No, and then you're forgetting he shut down a website for a whole the ESPN on top of that. Like the whole website was shut down just for LeBron to be like, I'm back. Like what? It's LeBron. not. I'll say this in defense of LeBron. Look, look, just to be, just to be, just to reiterate, I am not, I don't have LeBron jerseys or pictures hanging around, you know, my room. I'm a Mavs fan, you know, everything like that. <laughs> but listen, you left because you didn't get a three P. That's really why you left because you didn't get the three P. That's, really That's why I don't like him. He left twice and he's the best player in the league. You just do that. That's like Steph Curry leaving twice. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's know. what I do. He's, like. the, I he's the real flip flop, Freddie man. He's the real flip flop, Freddie. <laughs> I, I hate the fact that I hate that for the NBA because it just it just makes everybody want to leave. That made that look at look what happened after that too. Like I know we off topic a little bit, but like just really look what happened. Like every player, Melo. Oh, I want to go play with Chris Paul or like you know everybody was trying to play with everybody at that point. So now everything is just about nobody stayed. With but the again, team. again, everybody was leaving. LeBron said he said a president. Celtics started it. Celtics started it. That's did, the point. Did. The Celtics started. So that's my that's my question. But, to you what can lebron james do to make you happy because the celtics are the ones that started this they started it see they started it in their way but like i'm, a, I'm just gonna bring back some facts real quick oh but the so, way they did it like so they still so did charles it. barkley so remember charles barkley akeem Olajuwon, and clyde drexler all joined forces back then which was a, easily a considered a big three and this is like a year or two after they were the champions series? the rockets years and this was obviously this was prime end of prime years kind of similar to like the nah, KG, yeah, I mean, this is four years out. This one, K, uh, not KG, this is when Barkley was whack, but like, so Barkley was like, this is when Barkley wait. was fighting Shaq and scoop slamming Shaq yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I, I know, but like, still, it's almost similar. Like, you got that way. Like, he was the Ray Allen out of the situation because he's the oldest probably out of everybody, but like, it's it was still the like, same thing. like yeah, you're but putting guys over 30, when you're over 30, I feel like you're only gonna get. Three good years, like we all say all the time. Thirty-three years old. Those are the years you get hurt. Those are the years things just go wrong, and you know, that's the downside of your career. So that's two good three, two good three years out of there. You know but Paul that's Pierce, it. LeBron had ten, ten years. He's doing ten years of this. Remember, he did this at like 25. 25 years old. 
I just don't 26. think he can win. I don't, you know I don't saying? think he can win in your eyes because he won't. He'll never win. Because Paul never. Pierce won Finals MVP. He was at the end of his prime when he when he won it. You know, too. So, I this isn't the same as the Rockets what they did or the Lakers when Carl Malone or Gary Payton when they got there they were at the end of way, way after, after well, you know? no, that's, I didn't even bring that comparison up. but, but, like but 40, it's the same but like as the, the Rockets, Rockets it's the same as the, the Rockets did. This, the Rockets did the same thing as the Celtics almost damn near like Charles Barkley was the oldest person at like 37 or whatever but like yeah. you know that was the only, that was it. It's the same thing. You just got yeah. old guys playing together look at the Spurs old guys playing together Manu, Parker, Duncan old guys yeah, they, if, that's why they changed that rule. Because when Shaq, remember when Shaq left them, um, and after year four, they got that restricted now. So that they, right. so you have to play with a team for seven years at least, you know. So, but he left right mm-hmm. after that, you know. But yeah. uh, we're off top. Yeah, so. it was. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> um, I, by and large, getting back to the point, the Cavs. I mean, they're in the Eastern Conference. Mastermind, he is impressed. I'm a little bit impressed, but like I'm more on Bo Berry's side as far as. I mean, it's the East. But I'm not going to uh, blame LeBron James like Bowlberry does for everything. I mean, my God, if he if he gets, you know, expired milk, you know, w- without, you know. <laughs> LeBron's fault. <laughs> it's, all, it's all LeBron's fault. It's all, you know, everything's LeBron's fault. If you, you I know, couldn't even watch if your alarm doesn't go off. up in for five minutes, so if, like, it's bad. I'm if your alarm you, doesn't deep. go off, it's LeBron's fault. If you're late for work, it's LeBron's fault. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's hilarious a little bit. But – we, the man uh, gets no love in my book as a basketball player. That's all I'm saying. Well, you he gotta can never win. Great, he's a he great player. Win. Great player. I'll say he's great, but he gets no love in my book. Like, I'm not a fan. Not that a doesn't fan. even mean anything. I pay, Yeah, you know, he's a great player and all, but, you know, it's like, no, that's just, I don't know. It's personal, man. It's <laughs> <So> personal. <laughs> Next, we're going to move on to another player, uh, Dwight Howard. He recently had, uh, it was an impromptu uh, interview. Uh, some people are calling it intervention on TNT with uh, with Charles oh, Barkley such an and Kenny and Jet Smith. This is Lock Em Up Hoops podcast. Realistic <laughs> Randy with Mastermind Bowberry. Hey, more rise, new life, new gigs, new this, new that. My home, my place, bigger names, bigger money, smaller honey. She a good girl, man, but she act bad for me. Yeah, checks in to get a check. Hey, what's up? Lock Em Up Hoops podcast. Realistic Randy Massamon Boldberry talk all things NBA from the West Coast. East Coast, we get things done no matter what. We just talked about the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James and, you know, that whole, you know, situation as far as how they're blowing up. And then we can't possibly agree as far as how we, um, you know, perceive LeBron James leaving Cleveland, Miami. Um, You guys pretty much refer to him as a mercenary, not giving a damn. So, Let's uh, go to man. another individual <laughs> player, Dwight Howard. So he just had an interview on TNT with uh, Charles Barkley, Kenny Jet Smith. Some really tough questions, and, um, you know, there's a lot of take back and forth as far as Dwight Howard. He's presumably going to opt out and go for his last major contract as they brought up on that uh, interview back and forth. Bo Berry, let's start with you. What's your reaction to uh, Dwight Howard's interview? I have no reaction. This dude is just Dwight Howard in in the fullest. Like, this dude from the days, like, this dude's track record when it comes to free agency and being like, I want to leave and doing – he probably does more running than LeBron, if you ask me. But he's also, like, a franchise runner while he does it. Like, he'll leave franchises in shambles as he leaves. So, like, you know, hopefully, you know, Houston doesn't deal with that because James Harden is clearly way better than him. Realistic, Randy. Um, <laughs> but – Back to Dwight Howard. This dude, man, I mean, you really took your time to go on TNT, sit here and be a crybaby, sit here and be like, oh, I don't know why anybody like doesn't like me and, you know, Damn. oh, 
Like, why, why doesn't anybody perceive me as being, like, the smiley, happy guy? Like, when I smile, I still like to win and blah, blah, blah. Like, you like to win, but you go to winning situations and complain about when you're winning because you're not getting enough touches because you're selfish. That's just how I'm going to look at it like that. Like, Dwight Howard's just straight up selfish because he just says the same thing every year. You're telling Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bean Bryant, to pass the torch when you're in L.A. and being, like, the only way I reside is if you tell Kobe to pass the torch. Pff, go screw. And then, um, anyway, with Houston, it's like you're crying about James Harden not giving you the ball. You're sitting here, like – you're giving your typical cliche answers that anybody would give when you're getting grilled about your free agency, um, you know, situation and stuff like that. And now I'm going to get to the nitty gritty of why I'm really just like this dude, Dwight Howard. I'm done with him for real. Like Whoa. this man, I, I'm i sorry, Kenny the Jet Smith. I called you the broken propeller like I think a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. I'm sorry. But the way you just was like, nah, man, hold on. What was this? What was this wild stuff that you was talking about backstage about Curry and Jordan? Like he he pretty much had he, and Dwight Howard tried to act like he didn't say it. But he, he did like, call he him out. Yeah. He <laughs> called him out straight. So I respect Kenny the Jet very much for even doing that. And then Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard had the nerve to say, and I quote, "I think that Steph Curry is a better scorer than Michael Jordan." And then tried to flip it and ask the ask the crew that played with Michael Jordan and probably actually lost to Michael Jordan is Steph Curry a better scorer than Michael Jordan. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Steph here. I'm not even saying that, you know, he's not on the same level as him because they're on the same level. But, like, let me just get back to, like, just where he's starting from. The man just started averaging, score, uh, just started averaging 30 points a game this year. So let's let's just stop saying that he's a better scorer right then and there. And I'm Agreed. for those of you that watch TNT and everything, like I mean, yeah, TNT last night, they explained it. I'm not going to explain it. I just think that it was just absurd that Dwight Howard really, this first round old dude, you know, this man who goes and ruins franchises really got a nerve to just come out his mouth and say something like that when you lost to actually 1B, Kobe Bryant in the finals. So I don't understand how you just, oh, Steph is so good. I mean, I I get it. You lost to him twice back to back years, so that's probably why you're saying it, but (laughs) Dwight Howard, let's be serious here, man. You just disappointed me with that comment there. That just tells me that you you really just like to smile a lot and do all this stuff and, you know, act like you're Superman right before the game and stuff. So I'm just done with Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, you're ridiculous. Go go score more than 13 points a game, but be considered the top five center in the league. Go go complain. Go to another franchise and ruin that because now you're, you're 30 years old and you're sitting here on TNT getting an intervention of, like, what I got out of it was, oh, we should tell you when and when not to smile. If you're losing, you probably shouldn't be smiling and joking in the court, but if you're winning, you can do that. Why are you telling this 30-year-old man that? I'm done. That's it. That's all I need. <laughs> all right, let me let me let me let me go real quick on this. Um, <laughs> again, Bulberry, I, I and I know we joke here on this podcast. This is a legitimate question. What do you like? What do you like in life? What makes you happy? Because it seems like everything you're just done. Steph Curry, he's injured up after fall on Monty Unis, you know, back sweat. Oh, he's done. LeBron James, the way he left. Oh, he's done. Dwight Howard. Oh, he's done. You know, what really makes you happy? Because, and again, not to, I, I don't want to give the same, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know if it's today, if I'm just, you know, trying to, you know, see things from the human element, especially with LeBron James. I'm just saying with Dwight Howard that you say, okay, you saying that he's leaving these franchises in, in shambles. Now, yep. they, they the, the the new uh, topic, has, not even a new topic, the old recurring topic has been brought back to life as far as everyone not liking Dwight Howard since, you know, the way he left Orlando. And I got to admit, I got to be honest, I've never – I've never been, you know, coming after Dwight Howard with pinchforks or everything like that, like you are, Bull Berry. 
Um, I've been coming but, for years. But, you know, I, I haven't been like, oh, you know, wagging a finger or everything like that. But I will say the way he left Orlando, because you talk about Orlando, Dwight Howard, that dude was a top 10 NBA player, you know, back in Orlando. He was an absolute beast. I agree with you. Dude, he was an absolute monster. But the way he left, it definitely rubbed me the wrong cool. way. And and this these are one of those situations where athletes, they say, oh, it doesn't matter. Fans are going to keep paying. These are one of those situations where you see, you know, the outlook of a of a of a professional athlete turn on them real, real quick, just not giving a damn. But getting back to the point, you're saying he's leaving these franchises in shambles. Oh, Houston, they're gonna recover from that. They don't need to deal with that drama anymore. Let me let me tell you something right now. You're talking as if Houston is it, oh poor Houston, they had to deal with Dwight Howard and all those issues. Oh, they were such a, an angelic team before he got there and he ruined them. Let me tell you something right now. James Harden doesn't play defense, and I'm going to scream that to the day I die. Um, as far as Houston, you fired Kevin McHale after 11 games, who's the best coach you that had in some time. Because of Dwight Howard. And, just oh, please, because Dwight Howard. Oh, please. He did that please. with Stan, too, in Orlando. Oh, come on. Come on now. Come on. It's all Dwight Howard's fault. It's all Dwight Howard's fault. Are you really serious Look right now? Look at the reports. Look at the reports. Look at what Mikhail's saying. Everything comes out. Same thing with Byron. Byron did the same thing. Everything comes out after you leave, man. You want to talk about reports? Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith said it out of his own mouth that, according to his sources, that before Kevin Mikhail got fired, James Harden was in a meeting with the front office executives of the Houston Rockets. So we can sit here and we can talk about Dwight Howard this, Dwight Howard that. Seriously. No, seriously. Seriously. Look at the tape. Look at the tape of, of James Harden when he doesn't play. Look at whatever 50 defenseless mixtapes you can right now of James Harden. And you sit here and and, and, and and pretend like he doesn't have anything to do with everything that's going on. Oh, James Harden, he's doing everything fantastic. Everyone else is just screwing things up. Nope, nope. I don't, I don't I see that. I never said he was a saying out of it. It no, was but, just the Dwight Howard situation. But, but the, way, the way you've been implying is just that Dwight Howard, he's been the whole focal storm of Houston. And now that he's gone, they're, Houston, they're just going to flourish now because Dwight Howard. Better off without him. I, I do. I will say that. Getting back to the inter- interview thing, um, you say cliche answers. I don't think they were cliche answers. I thought he was given the real answers. I think he was being himself. Wow. He was genuine. He was saying, "Look, think about this." He was saying, "Look, man. They say I smile too much. They say I don't smile, and I'm not being involved. Or I don't care about the team." In some cases, like you right now, Bowberry with LeBron James or Dwight Howard, some players just cannot win no matter what they do. Because think about, you know, people that work out in sales or or corporate America, things like that, where you have to put on a face, right? If you you embrace your personality, guess what? You're fired. You need to basically be a robot in in half these jobs, what seems like out here now. Um, Dwight Howard, even though I would say that I side more with Chuck when he was like, look, man, this is how it works. If you play well, We'll give you the praise and everything like that. If you're not doing so hot, if you if you look we're like you're not you're not caring, they're wanting to get on you more. Um, but I just don't think that I don't think that was like a him crying or him giving cliche. And I thought he was just giving the real. I mean, hell, he he had a down year this year, guys. He he shot sixty two percent from the field, sixty two percent from the field. That was a down year for him. He's not getting the ball, so he's being real. I wish I could dribble and shoot threes and do all this stuff, but I. Is he lying when he says, as a big man, that he relies on his uh, perimeter players? Is he lying? So Is he lying that. when he says well, that? Let me ask you this: with the cliche answers, though. So when when I think it was either Kenny or Chuck, 
Chuckle, one of them was just like, so, are you, because this was pending his free agency, so they're like, so, do you talk with any of the um, Rockets organization? And he clearly just stated that, I forget the person's name, but he was like, I talked to so-and-so. Yeah, like, he, he just t- said that specific It was someone name. other than J.B. Bickerstaff or Daryl Morey or James Harden. It, yeah. it was basically <clears throat> someone else in the front office. But if that if that's who all he's been talking to, what what do you want him to say? What do you I want him like to say? I feel like you shouldn't well, say that answer if, he's, if you're being asked, are you talking to the Houston Rockets organization? The organization, not specific people. Organization, you go, and this is your response after that because you got to look at the context. He's like, oh, I talked to, yeah. Mass so my, go, my, what's to, your reaction? To, to, to piggyback off of both of you guys, um, like like you said, uh, realistic Randy, I respect that he did answer those questions because he was drilled. You know what I mean, and he, he answered it at the best of his abilities. But come on now, this is his third team where we're hearing this confrontation. Um, in the locker room, that's you don't tell me it's not Dwight. <laughs> like <laughs> Orlando, okay, he um everybody knows that Orlando. He got stand fired, and then he went to the um the Los Angeles Lakers and then started a riff raff with Kobe Bryant. Like I'm pretty like come on, like if you starting a riff with Kobe, I know Kobe's not the he's probably the, one of the he's probably definitely one of the hardest players to ever work with. I mean, you see how Kobe is. He's a, he's a, he's a jerk. We all know that. But um, y'all Shaq franchise man. He's he's a jerk. Um. <laughs> But the fact that I think that Dwight really, really cares about what people feel about him, and I think that is getting in the way of him playing basketball because yeah, if you're sitting here as a superstar, like, obviously there's going to be players that don't like you, of course, or fans that don't like you, and there's fans that do like you. You can't worry about that stuff. Now, who am I to tell Dwight Howard, like, what to feel or what not to feel? But that's just in life. Like, if someone doesn't like you, just – Go and do you. Like, who cares about what anybody thinks about you? Just play basketball and um, dominate like you did in Orlando and just demand the ball, like Shaq always says. Yeah, he's not getting those touches. Demand the ball. Keep screaming at James Harden. Demand, scream at the coach. Do all that you can do to get the ball back, to get the ball. Because if you're shooting 62% from the field, there's no way that you should be putting up only, what, eight shots a game this year. Like, that's ridiculous. You're one of the best centers in the league. Like, um, yeah, James Harden is probably not fun to play with this year. I know he's doing a lot of dribbling, 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 but come on now. You, 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 the White Howard knew this before he went there that James, this is the way James Harden plays. So hold on, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dwight Howard. Oh, you're right. You're right. Dwight Howard. He, he went there. He, he went there he after that. James Harden, but, but, but he looked at it as a younger Kobe, but, but I will worse. say this, but I will say this James Harden. That was like his. Fir- this is his first time being like the man. You remember we saw him in OKC, and even yeah. I thought when he was going to go to Houston, I was like, "Oh man, whoa, he's whoa, whoa. he's about to tear this up. He's going to do this or that." Because you remember he was a six man in OKC. Six man again. Wait, 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 wait. Can you say that one more time? Are you sure? Tear it up. How you what, feel? I, what I'm saying is, if I'm Dwight Howard at the time that I went to Houston, he went to Houston. What the after the first year James Harden played in Houston, right? Okay. I thought you were saying that James Harden was trying to establish himself. That's all I was saying. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying because okay. right, right. Massimo was saying that, okay, you knew what you were getting into when you went to Houston. My my argument for him is saying, and look, let, let, me, let me just throw this out here real quick. As far as Dwight Howard, there, there's no denying that he has brought a lot of these issues on himself. All The Three only teams. thing, the only thing that I'm Three saying teams. that I'm going to defend him on is the fact that we always say, well, keep him 100. Get, just answer. Just be honest. Just say. Just stop giving these prepared statements. He answered those he questions. Answered I give him credit for that. I don't think it's 100, though. I don't think it was 100. I think it's 100. I think it was 100. 
but I also and, but he also needs to show he also needs to show that he's a different person. You can say all these exactly. words, you can say this and that. But what Smash. I will say for 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 Dwight Howard is that he went to Houston the year after James Harden there. So he was still like James Harden was still we didn't know who he was going to be as far as with the man. He had that one year so he went there. So all yeah. I'm going to say is if he's saying if he's going to do what he says he's going to do like Oh, I'm not thinking about you know damn well he's thinking about teams right now. But let's say okay, besides that, he's like, oh, I'm gonna work on my my game. I need to stop messing around. All this stuff. No. If he is gonna do that, then, that. then 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 if he ends up doing that, then then all kudos to him. But if he's just saying all this good stuff, then whatever. Yeah, because he's 30 I, years old, bro. Like, just, what, what just, more? Like, he's really just, not going to work. Just on looking game. at his numbers, his first year in know. Houston, he was averaging 18 points a game, and but the next year. When um James Harden was um running for MVP, he only played forty one games and that team found well, yeah, a he was, good chemistry yeah, without him. He was him. hurt too. So oh. they they found a good chemistry without him. So and I was gonna say they went to the Western Conference Finals too. I don't like, know if it's Daryl Morey who's telling these guys not to give him the ball, but it is weird that he's not getting the ball because that would be He can't well. control the fact that he doesn't get the ball yeah. much. I would definitely be upset about that, but like Shaq said, demand the ball though. Demand that demand ball. the ball. You're the big man. You're but look who you're okay. the game. Demand that and he doesn't he has no game to demand the ball either. Like you have to realize his points come off mostly lobs, rebounds, putbacks. You know what I'm saying? Like, you give this man the ball. Like, why would you like, give a man the okay. ball that can't face up? Because Jamal Crawford. That's that you that, that Rachel, Rachel, Rachel Nistel's new uh, show, The Jump, Jamal Crawford was on that today. And he basically said that when he played against him, that he could tell he's not as interested in that. Mm. He doesn't get the ball, so he's not running as hard. So I could see that. You know what I mean? Because if a big man's not getting the ball, they're not going to play yeah. defense either. Yeah. They're not going to play defense. They're not going to run back. But look what happened in Orlando. He was the focal point of that offense. And the only thing he could do, and that's why things started getting bad, because teams got hit <laughs> to him being a lobber guy. But the rest of the players outside of him, the rest of the players outside of him were basically were jump shooters in, or, in Orlando. Right. And that's the thing. So you could that's just lock on to Dwight Howard. And then remember, he went. And don't forget, remember, I don't want to hear about this, like, oh, I work on my game next summer. He worked with the greatest center, one of the yeah, greatest centers yeah. in the freaking league. You know what I'm saying? In the Listen. league with the king. Play with Kobe. And, and you mean to tell me at 30 years old, you're going to be like, oh, now I'm going to go work on my game? Who are you going to work on it with? Listen. You're supposed to work with Akeem Olajuwon, or at least Shaq, but yeah. you're going to work with Shaq because he's still. Those, I, are, those so, are prepared answers right there. I agree with you but, on that. But, but, but listen, listen. That's what I'm listen. saying. He wasn't 100% genuine for me. I'm not saying that if I'm a GM, that if I'm if I was thinking negatively of Dwight Howard, that suddenly I'm about to just sell the farm for I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I'm not gonna just, you know, crush Dwight Howard for that interview he had yesterday. He was he kept it one hundred, like we always say. And if you have to if you have to rely on James Harden, let when have you seen James Harden get his other plays involved? Seriously. I share. That's true. Last Excuse year me. they went to the Western Conference Finals. They went to the Western Conference yeah. Finals. That you had to get yeah, he, involved. You're right. That. You're right. He this, was, year, he was, this year, you gotta remember, this year was a whole different this year. Was a, this year was just a random dudes year. Talking, I don't know. Yeah, dudes were, it was a circus show this year. Yeah. Dudes were to go in the front offices being like, trade him, no, trade him. We can say it was a random you know all we all want, but uh, the defensive mi- the defenseless mixtapes keep coming, man, every single year. This could be. I don't a... want to hear about them YouTube compilations, though, See, man. see that? I see that? I in game, yo. I watch in game. Let me tell you something right now. man. You grab... Four clips from like four plays where he might have played bad D no, and just put no. it in a fifteen see, minute video. I'm not going out. No, for see, that. you're hilarious right you now because you'll get on, you'll get on LeBron James, you'll get on all these players. Oh, they're not doing this, doing that. You see, clear as day videotape of James Harden. Let me tell you something right now. There was a play where James Harden. It was this season too. It was a, it was a fast break. 
it was like a two on one or something like that. James Harden was the one man that had to defend. He stopped. He stopped. Middle of the dude. Dude didn't even put the layup yet. He was in transition to put the layup. Look, James Harden looked to his teammates to say, "What are you doing, man?" While the dude was doing the layup, right beside him. Like it, but you'll look at James. But you're like, I'm done like, with these mixtapes. I don't want to see him, which clearly shows James Harden doing that all the time. But you'll get on LeBron James, all these people. Yeah. You, because you leaves, be though, consistent, different. man. A YouTube video isn't showing up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's about LeBron James leaving and stuff. Those are facts. We going off YouTube compilations. Like LeBron James plays defense. That's all I'm saying. Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard plays defense, man. Just saying. Used to. Yeah. Uh, next, we're going to get into right. buzzer beater. This is the Lock em Up Hoops podcast. I'm Realistic Randy with Masterpiece and Boberg. Hey, what's up? Last segment, Lock em Up Hoops podcast. Realistic Randy, Masterpiece and Boberg's buzzer beater time. You know what time it is. Say whatever's on your mind. It could be about sports or whatever is going on in life. Bo Barry, let's start with you. The floor is yours. What is your buzzer beater? Go. Oh, uh, man. Snap trap. I mean, Snapchat. Uh, now, I've been I've been guilty of having Snapchat and doing wild things on my Snap and, like, you know, singing in my car and, you know, when I'm bored, when I'm bored, using Snapchat, right? Now, here's my thing. We're all about, you know, we're all over 21. We're all over 25. We're about, you know, roughly around the same age here. And whoever's almost listening, 30. you know, you're, you know, almost 30 <laughs> years old or whatever. Now, my thing is, man, like, this Snapchat stuff has got to stop. You mean to tell me that y'all are really out here having fun doing all this, like, filming darkness for 10 seconds just to be like something's lit or something's turned up or whatever. And then, like, don't get me started on the car. That's why I'm calling it Snapchat, Snap Trap, because I was completely against it. But, you know. The girls came calling. They asked me to have Snapchat. I did it, you know, and I got trapped. And I was like, "Yes, let's have let's it. have fun," you know. And I I caught myself, you know, I'm I'm in my car. Like it's, it would be like a routine thing for a while. Too. It was bad. I'll be in my car. It'd be like Throwback Thursday, and I'd be like singing in my camera while I'm driving, doing the most absurd stuff like ever, getting clowned on by like some people that I used to know and stuff like that. And like it was just like, yo. <laughs> I got to re- really reconsider, like, what I'm doing here. And then I just go out. I used to work at the bar. I used to be a bouncer. And people at the bar would literally stop what they're doing. Like, it would be like a song that's trending. This is just something that I guess people like to just do trending things. They will stop what they're doing. Like, they'll be drinking, having fun, talking. And then, like, the song comes like, oh, my God. Hold on. Just <laughs> <laughs> to show everybody around. You know what I'm saying? Ten seconds real quick. Look at the phone. Like, all right, the dark, the darkness is straight. The quality is good. Okay, boom. Snap, send. The whole world sees 10 seconds of darkness and maybe a strobe light here or there. Yep. Basically, let's clean it up a little bit, guys. Like, if you out here having fun, why we got to pull out our phones? Like, we supposed to be out here dancing and vibing and having a good mood. Like, why we why we got to stop everything we're doing? Like, I thought it, pictures was bad, and I like pictures. Document everything. The fellas know about that. Like, this whole, this whole like, this stuff. And then don't, don't do the selfie version. It's like, you know, it's just... <laughs> It's too much for me, man. Snapchat is it's one hell of a drug. Or selfie stick. That's, that's what it is. You use selfie stick, right. too. Just, you know, get more oh, extended. That, oh, God. <laughs> I see that a lot at my job, too, just to, to get, get the background scenery. Yeah. Mastermind. What is your right, buzzer so I guess, beater? I guess I'll keep this in the uh, NBA like I always do sometimes. But um, <laughs> I have I have a problem with um, now that I see Steph Curry got his second um, MVP, I have nothing against that, but 
as you guys know, Kobe Bryant is my favorite player. Oh. And, uh, why does he have one MVP? Like, <laughs> I'm sitting here like, man, so all these players must be, like, Kobe must be really not that good, you know? <laughs> There's no way that you're telling me he was only the best player one time. Like, that's crazy to me, so. We got two um, others. But, well, but, ESPN but, ranks him as, what, 12, right? 12 all time? That, and that's <laughs> So, it's just like, where's the Five respect? Rings. Like, the respect, like, you know? Like, <laughs> It, it really bothered. Like I was sitting here, like man, he really has one MVP. Like I think he should have at least three. So um, one that did two. That's congrats to Steph. So LeBron has four. You know, like Michael has five, and Magic has like four, and Kareem has like six. Just go down to Mount Rushmore. Let's get it. Mount Rushmore. He has one. So um, he should be there, man. Exactly. It's just crazy to me that he only has one. Um, so you know, he's wow. You know, Charles Barkley got one as well, so I guess he's on, you know, Charles Barkley. You know what I'm saying? It's Miss Carter. Miss Carter dudes. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> um, Kobe. Oh, my God. Yep. So this is. <laughs> so this is my buzzer beater. That was nice, though, because I, you know, when you said Kobe Bryant, I knew that was good. What, what path that was. Oh, we knew what was coming with that. Immediately. Or... It was one. <laughs> I don't even understand that and the fact that he's ranked 12th all-time by ESPN. My uh, buzzer beater is this. Um, I, I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan, so yet again. I, I'm i seriously considering, um, you know, maybe taking some time off. Not as – not look, not to, like, go to another team or anything like that. Like, I'm, I'm a diehard Dallas Mavericks fan, but this, this has just been too much, man. This has just been too much for me. Every single year – it's like we're we we win too many games to have a lottery high draft pick, you know, in the lottery. Don't really do. But we <laughs> we're not good enough to ever win the chip ever since you know 2011. Yeah, I'm a I'm a real fan. I I I'm not one of these fans who's oh, like, oh yeah, we're gonna win the championship every single year. We have put ourselves in a position where we just get dogged by players every single year. And I'm really thinking about considering just taking maybe a year or two. Just a year or two after Dirk goes off into the sunset, and then we finally start over after that to see what happens because I don't know if my heart can take it. I don't know if I can invest myself emotionally, be like, oh, draft night, let me sit here and watch what they do. Oh, free agency. You know, because what's going to happen? We can't do anything. Hell, you pro- Boston probably has all of our picks from the Rondo trade. You know, I call it the Dwight, the Dwight Powell right. trade, really. I call it the Dwight Powell trade because Rondo just d- doesn't even Jay count. Crowder. He doesn't even factor into that. Um, right. Y'all got nothing out of that. But I'm thinking about taking a couple years off just, you know, just to, you know, focus on other things like, you know, listen to birds cheer, you know, chirp into the sky or, you know, take up drawing or, you know. Uh, you know, painting or something like that. So, Dude, he, I must say do painting, man. Yeah, do something. Read Smart. a book. I might read a book. Stay you know, catch up on some. You know, some nonfiction, some good stuff out there. It's been a couple of books. Uh, New York Times bestsellers. Uh, you know, it seems like there's a bestseller like every minute. So I'm sure you know I'll just check one out and go from there. But anything other than the Mavs, I may just do because all we're gonna do, we're gonna go after a top tier free agent. We're gonna go after Kevin Durant. Go after all these players. Oh, we have a chance. But we ended Epic up pissing Kevin Durant off, saying Russell Westbrook's not a superstar. We end up saying all this other stuff. 
no one takes us seriously. So I'm thinking about, and we're going to end up with, you know, someone at the end of their, at the end of their prime, that's just going to come in here and just completely (laughs) screw it up. And we're going to sell it to the fans and be like, Hey, you know, this is it. We're finally ready to bounce back. And then we're going to go into the regular season. We're going to beat these teams like Milwaukee or I don't know, Orlando, these teams that are just absolutely just terrible. And then we're going to go against the Cavs, the Warriors, the Heat, and just get smashed and be like, oh, another year of this. That's fantastic. So, uh, anyway, that's my buzzer beater for this week. Signing off with Realistic Randy, Mastermind, and Bull Berry. This is the Lock'em Up Hoops podcast. We'll see you next week.